Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the U.S. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about why you need to be on Pinterest, how to leverage Pinterest for SEO, and why you should have a Pinterest business account. Have you picked up our online survival guide yet? Get prepped for the future of online marketing by going to www.aybguide.com. Hey everybody, this is episode number 34 and this is a very, very special episode. We're actually breaking new ground on this episode. My name's Andrew McCauley and I am excited more than ever this <laughs> this episode because we are going to do something that we haven't done before and... Um, I'm not going to tell you about that just yet because I'm going to introduce my co-partner, Heather Porter. Hey, H. Hey, Andrew. Hello, guys. I know, Andrew. How cool is this? We have a first ever interview. Yeah. We're going to do a live interview with someone very special. Someone very, very special. special. And then one, of the, one, of the, uh, one of the things that we started looking at when we were doing our podcast was do we either do it just you and I predominantly or do we do it down the interview path and we see so many podcasts out there that are doing the interview specials and we thought we'd mix it up a little bit and maybe once every three or four podcasts we're going to do a special interview but um, in those other podcasts we're going to still give you a lot of content like we've been doing but we thought it's time to bring on someone special and yes yes let's tell them who, who we have on with us right now well this person is very special because I've known this person for a couple of years and I have, uh, when we were thinking about who do we bring on, one of, the, one of the criteria was that we wanted to bring on somebody that was going to bring some information that we haven't actually shared with many people on this podcast, and that's all about Pinterest. Pinterest. Now, you and I don't, well, we, we both use Pinterest um, not as much as we should, and I'm sure after mm. this call, we're going to be using it a lot more, but, um, but our guest today is Laura Wage. Hey, Laura, are you there? I am, Andrew. Thank you so much. And hi, Heather. Hello, Laura. It's so great to have you. And one thing, guys who are listening, I mean, like Andrew was saying, yes, we know a lot. But what is really cool is that we have this amazing network of people from all over the world that we're constantly asking questions of to build our business and help our clients as well. And that's how this all came about. And that's why Laura is on this line because... Oh my goodness, you guys, she is a wealth of knowledge for Pinterest. I am so excited to extract these lovely little bits of info from you today, Laura. <laughs> Cannot wait to share. So excited to be on here with you too. Well, before, cool. we, before we start, I just want to give a quick quick background of how I know Laura and, um, and then, then she can uh, give us a, a bit more of an in-depth about what she's doing and how she's doing it. But Laura, Laura comes from originally from corporate world. She was running that corporate corporate treadmill for many years and then uh, found internet marketing and, and if I'm in, if I'm wrong with any of this Laura just jump in and let me know <laughs> but she uh, she got out she got out of the corporate world and um, and started in the internet marketing world and then Laura and I met um, at an event and we were we both were trainers at an event we we traveled the world together and shared the stage literally on stage at the same time in some instances where we were, we were doing co, uh, co-teaching of certain subjects at, the, uh, at a few different internet marketing 
uh, events around the world. So Laura and I traveled around um, a lot, teaching people how to build websites and all that sort of stuff. And around about two years ago, I guess Pinterest popped up and Laura fell in love with Pinterest and started learning how to maximize its use with what she was also teaching about internet marketing. And the two went hand in hand. And now Laura is known as one of the outstanding experts in the world, actually, about Pinterest. And uh, Laura also contributes to our magazine, The Online Footprint, every month. So if uh, if you've heard of her name, you may have heard of it through Online Footprint magazine as well. But... Laura, we're excited because uh, we're gonna we're gonna drill you with a few questions today, and we're gonna uh, find out <laughs> some cool, interesting things. Because I know that I need to learn a lot more about Pinterest, and I'm sure listeners want to do that too. So, hey, it's exciting to have you as our first guest on our podcast. Yay! Cannot wait to get started. I'm so, as you know, it's a topic that I love, love, love to talk about, mainly because people look at Pinterest as a social media marketing toy more or less it's just Mm -hmm. something you print you know pin pretty pictures and that's so far from the truth this is such a great business tool that i love being able to have the conversation and share a little bit more about that yay 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 so so in my bio i said you've been doing this for two years is that about right is it two years or you've been doing a bit longer how long has pinterest been around now Okay, so this is shocking. It has actually been around for over three years now. Wow. It is go- time hmm. has gone by so fast. It's amazing. Yeah, it launched in March of 2010. It it wasn't until it took about eight or nine months before it started getting a larger adoption. And ironically, it was actually adopted quicker in the UK than it was in the US. Even though now the US following is much larger. Mm, okay. 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 So, so tell me what, um, give us a rundown of what, how, I mean, what, what are you doing as far as, you know, you working as a Pinterest expert and you're not just going out and teaching people like we see a lot of these so-called gurus doing that. I mean, you, you're actually probably not teaching as much as you used to now. You're more doing hands-on and doing stuff for businesses rather than teaching it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what I do a lot of is putting together strategic Pinterest marketing campaigns for a wide range of businesses. And really the campaigns are different depending on what the ultimate goal is. So the first thing that I always share with people when they ask me about what's the best way to leverage Pinterest, um, really the first question that you need to answer is what's the goal that you're trying to achieve? In some cases, it might be driving sales. In other cases, it might be driving people to an opt-in list or getting people to download an item of yours. In some cases, it may just be getting more Pinterest followers. So the first thing that somebody has to do is define that goal. And then once you understand and and you have clear objectives in terms of what you want to achieve in attaining that goal, then you can back it up and create a Pinterest marketing plan that matches your goal. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because goals... Uh, uh, extremely important across all social platforms and, and I think you know, Heather and I talk about this all the time mm-hmm. is what are you doing in social why are you there um, you've got to have a reason just because the competitor down the road is on Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest it doesn't mean you have to particularly if it's not the same industry um, and, or, or you've got something else to offer um, and hey, one thing too I was going to say is is what if you don't know what you should be doing like I know there'd be a lot of people listening to this going well 
what should I be doing? Should I be getting more followers? Should I be driving to an opt-in? Is there like a certain formula or a certain order of what you should focus on first with those goals? You know, quite honestly, Heather, if, if somebody came to me and said, what should I be doing? I would tell them they should be getting a coach. Um, only because a business coach or, you know, a, a Pinterest marketing expert like myself, somebody that can help them define the goal first, because the goal is going to 100% revolve around the business model. And depending on where they're at in the business cycle, um, the goal could be one of those things or all of those things, but making sense of it so that you have the right strategies in place to support it is absolutely the first step. And I wish there was a magic equation, um, you know, but there's so much variance in businesses that, and even I have a client that actually the business goals change with the season too. So, you know, if there's a seasonal business, there's just so many factors that go into it. Absolutely. Clarity on the goals comes first and foremost, even if you need a coach to help you see the, you know, the, the clarity in it. And then once you've established that, then you can build the right type of program. Okay. Hey, um, I know we're talking about a coach and, and finding the right people and that we see a whole bunch of social media experts out there. Um, we see a few people have branched off on individual platforms. I really haven't seen many people on Pinterest. Is it a, you know, Pinterest experts like yourself? Is there is there um, high competition for that sort of market out there? You know, it's a really interesting question. As you know, Andrew, when I first started doing this, there wasn't. Yeah. Um, but when I first started doing this and I published a couple of Pinterest books on Amazon and then I had launched the course, had all these different things take place, uh, I had a lot of businesses, large businesses reach out to me to write their Pinterest marketing campaigns. Mm -hmm. So there, I think that a lot of people, those that are fully engaged in Pinterest, I think have had um, the same sort of situation erupt for them as well. I've talked to a few different Pinterest consultants that started off wanting to educate the masses and got pulled into doing it for big businesses. Mm. So I think, um, I think that they're out there. They're just a little bit harder to find because of the fact that Pinterest is still relatively new. Three years is not a long time, especially when you consider the fact that they now have 77 Seven zero million active users each and every month. <clears throat> That's crazy, isn't it? Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. Andrew, I don't know if you remember this. You and I were at training at one of the events, and we were sitting there, and I had said to you, oh, my gosh, look at this. It's so exciting. Pinterest <laughs> just broke one million users. I think, I think we're, we're in uh, so I think remember I was up the back. I think it was Los Angeles. I think we Yes, it was. And I wow. was so excited, and now I look at 70 million, and it just makes me laugh. Hey, um, so just going back to something you said, um, all these big businesses, these big brands are coming on Pinterest. Um, has it been a slow uptake for big brands to get on Pinterest? No, I think what the slow uptake has been is actually brands figuring out how to use it in the most effective way. Right. When, when Pinterest first rolled out, they only offered one type of account. There was not a personal and a business. There was mm -hmm. just personal. Mm -hmm. And they didn't include any type of analytics dashboard in that original version of Pinterest. Mm -hmm. um, they, in the very beginning, they did release their API. So there were a handful of companies that saw 
the future of Pinterest and were wise to what it could potentially turn into. Mm -hmm. And those companies developed some analytics tools. Now, since then, fast forward two years, um, Pinterest now has analytics built into their business account dashboard. And in addition to that, we've got all of these third parties that have really started to get deeper with offering different types of analytics. So long answer, but basically now companies are learning that they can measure, they can manage, they can get a much better grasp on how effective their marketing campaigns can be. I, uh, so you, I, go I, ahead, I was going to say, I know, I know of seven great tools that you can use for Pinterest analytics. And here's a shameless plug because you've just written an article for our magazine, Online Footprint, <laughs> all, about, all about Pinterest um, analytics tools. So if you want to find out what they are, go and check out uh, Online Footprint magazine at the uh, Apple newsstand and you can find out um, there's links actually, I think links and there's some videos in there too about all of that in analytics. But um I didn't mean to steal the show there. Hey, you were going to say something. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to jump in and actually say, I was speaking not too long ago, and only a quarter of the audience knew what Pinterest actually was. And I was just listening to this. I'm thinking, well, there must be people on here that are actually still don't even know what, what we're actually talking about. So is it cool if we just quickly do a description of what it is? And then also, if I were thinking about getting on Pinterest, do I even need a personal account or do I need to, should I just start? straight in the business account. So if we could just do a little bit of the fundamentals for those that are sitting there going, what is Pinterest? <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes, no, we, sometimes we forget we're so involved. Exactly. We're going to step back and say, hey, well, okay, this yeah. is what it is. No, that's a great, great point. So Pinterest, let's just put it into its most simplest form. Imagine that you are in your home office or your business office and you've got a physical bulletin board hanging on your wall. And you can pin anything you want as a reminder or a picture of your family, whatever you want, on your bulletin board in your office. And if somebody else walks into your office, they can see what's pinned on your bulletin board and they can pin other things to your bulletin board as well. So all Pinterest is, is a online bulletin board in its simplest form. That's all it is. Your ability to pin things online to a bulletin board that other people can see, that you can give other people the right to pin on as well. And if somebody sees something on your board that they like, they can actually repin it to one of their boards. So when you think about how contagious and viral that can become. You see something you really like, you put it to your board. That now means that everybody that follows you is seeing that pin. They may like it and repin it to their boards. And exponentially, it just grows, which is part of the reason that Pinterest became such a quick success. But the other part of the reason, just in my humble opinion, is the fact that as human beings, we are such visual creatures anyways. And, you know, a picture tells a thousand words. You can convey so much through an image and people love it. It's quick. It's visually stimulating. It's fun. Um, it's such a simple idea, but yet offers so much creativity. You can take it any direction you want. So really, in its simplest form, it's just a bulletin board that... Somebody was pretty smart in deciding that they were going to put it online. Hey, Brilliant. is there um is there any industries that um that like Pinterest or or are more um 
are more wrapped up in Pinterest than others? Um, I would say definitely industries that have something visual to represent. So as an example, um, car industries. So a lot of the car manufacturers have Pinterest accounts. Some of them are really kind of cool, like Peugeot. Mm -hmm. The um, They have one of the most intriguing – it's Peugeot Panama is the one that you want to check out. But they have one of the most intriguing Pinterest accounts. Because they have done really creative things with the board placement and they always have contests running. Um, Home Depot and Lowe's because they like to showcase DIY projects and different things that they sell. Those types of industries are great. Um, food, beverage, dining, recipes. You know, it's almost – the better question might almost be what industries don't work well on Pinterest. Okay. Tell us what they are. Okay. <laughs> and I've actually tried to find them. Um, whether you're talking about local business marketing, online marketing, driving traffic, SEO, I have yet to find an industry that won't work. Really? Now, that doesn't mean that the same methodologies apply to all the different industries. You have to change your approach based on – your industry and again the goal that you're trying to achieve but Pinterest really is because it's so basic but so dynamic at the same time it really does offer a level of flexibility that anybody with a creative marketing mind can it can get in there and make it work for them it's fabulous so uh, let me chuck a couple of a couple at you and just you can maybe give some ideas to people that are probably listening to this podcast Let's say so. I'm going to do do this without warning. Um, <laughs> let's let's say let's say let's say someone's a coach or a consultant, mm -hmm. you know, and they're doing coaching, they're doing uh, business coaching, or they're doing uh, uh, even personal training sort of coaching, some sort of coaching format. Um, you know, they, they're offering a service. They don't have products to showcase. What sort of things could they use to pin on Pinterest? Well, in that type of a circumstance, I'm going to give a little bit more depth to it just so that people can see the entire bunny trail and where it leads. Uh -huh. But in that kind of a circumstance, really, one of your ultimate goals is most likely going to be to get people over to your website mm -hmm. so that they can see what it is that you offer, you know, who you are and get a, a better picture of your services. So the end goal there is going to be to pull people over to your website. So as an example, you could have a board that's dedicated to um, Q&A where you let people submit questions to you or you even just go on Google and say, what are the most common questions in such and such industry? Mm -hmm. And then you create very short, sweet videos because a lot of people don't realize that on Pinterest you can use videos as well mm. and you showcase your strengths by having these sweet little 30, 60 second videos where it's you as that coach answering that question, addressing mm. the audience. And you can create a board where you've got, you know, a Q&A board and maybe you've got 20, 30 of these short little video snippets and then you make sure that you've got the link to your website embedded in everything. Now, one thing I will say, and, and this goes back to Heather's earlier question that we didn't actually answer, should you have a business account or should you have a personal? If you are doing business on Pinterest, you should only have a business account because you get certain perks and benefits mm -hmm. like being able to link things back to your business site. 
Right. So they have okay. a website verification process. We won't get into the, the technical details here, but it's definitely something that you want to make sure that you do so that you get those links. So you have these boards as a coach. You link them back to your website, and now people are getting a feel for you on Pinterest, and then they can go over to your site. Mm-hmm. Another great thing to do if you're a coach is to do, um, like, let's say the article you just mentioned that I wrote for you, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the seven analytics tools that you can use for Pinterest. Yep. You can do a snippet that set, you know, like just a little screen cap image that you pin as an image that says, you know, seven analytics tools, one, you list the first one, and then below that you put click to read all seven. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when they click, it goes to the article that's on your website so that they, A, again, are on your website, and B, are seeing the full article and getting a display of what it is that you offer. Right. Wow. Okay. Nice. Oh, right, so, mm. let's, so let's talk about, well, let's talk about um, business accounts versus personal accounts and, and what's, what's the difference with those and, and why, why you should focus on a business account versus a, a personal account. Yeah, it's a great, great question. And part of the reason that it's a great question is because when Pinterest was first released, um, like I said, there was no business account. Then they rolled out business accounts. And in the first several months that the business accounts were rolled out, there was no advantage to having a business account. So there's a lot of people that don't realize how many advantages now exist. So as I shared, you can go through the website verification process, which is very, very simple. You download a file, you send it to your web server, they upload it, your web hoster, they upload it, you're done. Once you do that, you now get backlinks so that you can send people from your your Pinterest account directly to your website. Uh, You also can do things like have access to the Pinterest analytics dashboard. You only get that if you have a Pinterest business account. Hmm. Uh, so there's things like that where you really want to make sure that you do have that business account and you're taking advantage of the business setup because you get those extra benefits. So, it, you know, it's just making sure that you're that you're aware and that you are leveraging it to the best of your ability. I almost look at it kind of like in Facebook, you know, have you, you have your personal profile page and then you have your business page mm-hmm. as a similar sort of thing. Would you suggest that somebody in Pinterest would have both? Would they have a need for their own personal page versus a business page? You know, I, uh, it's funny. I, I argue this with myself all the time. I have both for the purpose of playing with do you, both. Do you, do you win the argument? Yeah, uh, usually I argue with myself all night. Um, I have both mainly for the purpose of playing with both. If it weren't for the fact that I split test things, I probably would only have a business account unless unless you want to be able to pin things and have things that would be inappropriate on your business account. So let me give you an example. Um, If you – let's go back to the coach – Let's say that you are a business coach that teaches people um, how to do local marketing. If now all of a sudden you've got all these boards that are great boards about local marketing, but you want to keep a board about funny or crass images that you find that make you personally laugh, some of your clients might be offended by that. In that case, I would say either A, 
make it a private board, a secret board that nobody else sees, which you do have the ability to do, or B, have a private, you know, a personal account where you're not showcasing the business stuff where they're totally separate and apart from one another. Because if you if you commingle too many things, it can become confusing and you can lose credibility. Good advice. Okay. Ah. Now, I, I have a couple of questions. I guess really I'm just looking to get some actual samples. Um, because you are such a wealth of knowledge, can you just shoot out some of the best pins, not only for yourself but other people that you've seen that have gotten the best results, and just walk us through a little bit about what those pins were and what specifically were done to them to get those results? Yeah, absolutely. So far and away, the best pins from a business building perspective. Mm. And we're going to put this in two separate categories because you've got sales models, you know, the Nordstrom's and Nordstrom is a great account to look at. They do a great job. Target, that type of a business model. And then you've got people that are just trying to drive traffic, not necessarily sales. On the sales side, one of the best things that you can do is make sure that you have very clear, beautiful, showcased images and that you include the price tag. And the only thing you have to do to include a price tag on Pinterest is use the dollar sign or the euro symbol and put in the amount and it'll add the price tag. So if you are, if you have that type of an item, putting the price tag in there increases the repin rate and the click-through rate. It's insane. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, if you are a, um, you know, like for us, marketers or, you know, being more of a business consultant, one of the pins that gets a whole lot of traction is using infographics. So, And I heard a new term the other day that I actually loved, and it was called an instructographic. So slightly different where an infographic is a ton of information, and it's usually got a lot of copy, a lot of words in the image. An instructographic is more about uh, the pictures giving you the steps. So as an example, a makeup artist might do an instructographic that has four steps to, you know, beautiful eyeliner or something where they show the physical pictures of how you would apply the makeup. So that's an example of an of a instructographic. Mm-hmm. And then an infographic, um, you know, most people are familiar with where it's where you got all the words explaining a certain process. Now, here's the key to doing those. Even though I mentioned a few minutes ago that you can link your pins back to your website, savvy people can go in there and edit those links. So what you want to make sure that you do anytime you create, regardless of whether it's an infographic or um, maybe just a general image, you want to make sure that you are watermarking your personal graphics. So making sure that you've got your URL, your website address on the infographic. And I recommend that you, if it's an infographic and it's long, I recommend you do it at the top and the bottom. If it's just a short image, like a lot of times I will do singular images where it'll say something like seven ways to kick up your Pinterest marketing. And then it'll have my URL at the bottom. So just 
just remember that to protect the integrity of your own material. Yeah, it's good advice. Good advice in case someone uh, wants to be unscrupulous and take that claim away from you. Exactly. And, you know, a tool, just a couple of tools I'll throw out for people that want to do that. Um, There's a, there's a couple of ones that I use on a very, very regular basis. Um, Pick Monkey, if you are not familiar, is great for making um, collages, basically. So those instructo graphics that I spoke of, where you can take like four pictures and put them together, you can use Pick Monkey, P-I-C-M-O-N-K-E-Y, to create those quickly and easily. So that's an, a great, great app. Pick Monkey. Pick Monkey. We'll put that in the resource. We'll get a resource we page will, for yeah. our websites uh, for our podcast. So we'll put that in the resource guide. Absolutely. And another one that I love. So I love um, Adobe Photoshop. I don't love the price tag of it. So I use an online source called Pixlr. P I X L R. And you can very easily create and edit any type of image that you want within Pixlr mm-hmm. and then just save it and upload it to Pinterest. Cool. Nice. There's a, lot, there's a lot of cool tools these days coming out for image editing. You know, the old days where you had to mm-hmm. buy Photoshop for 1000 or $2,000 and you had to take six months to work out how to use it. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's gone. There's so many cool little tools like that that are out there that you can... I whipped up a an image for a blog post I did today, and it took me under five five minutes to put a filter on and make some cool stuff out of it. So there's some really good tools out there to, to start creating images, and I think Pinterest has been a big, uh, been responsible for a big surge in this sort of stuff. Yeah, and another thing I tell people all the time is always be looking for ideas. So as an example, I was in uh, Atlanta with my daughter a couple of days ago, and I wanted to do the Coca-Cola Museum and um, tour. Uh And Coke is just a phenomenal brand. They've done a great job with all of their various social media marketing, with their business model over time. So I was taking pictures on my iPhone as I was going through, coming up with ideas for blog posts, for um, you know, images for everything else. And then I can edit them right on my phone because there's so many awesome iPhone apps, Android apps for editing, editing images. And then send email them to yourself from your phone or upload them directly to your Pinterest account from your phone. Mm. So don't discount, you know, the, the mobile device that you're holding in your hand because a lot of times that can be the best tool that you have for creating unique images. Does the, does the mobile device or the mobile application let you, um, does it let you edit um, the descriptions and, and your URL on the go as well or do you have to go back into your desktop to do that? You know what? I've actually not tried. It didn't used to, but I haven't tried to use my phone for that in a really long time because of the fact that it wasn't user friendly. I'll have to go back in and test that. I've gotten into such a habit of, you know, of being able to do things from my PC to get really, really creative Mm -hmm. that I have not tested that in a while. They did just re-release the app and they made a bunch of significant changes. So you, um, you have more flexibility now with the app than you ever did before. 
Great. Okay. Uh, hey, Laura, I know that we've been talking a lot about doing pins, but a big part of Pinterest is the boards as well. So is there a strategy or some tips you can share with us about the boards that we create? Is there like, is there a special way of naming them or what is your advice around that? Yeah, so it's a great, great question and one that um, people, business, Pinterest business users should actually pay more attention to that because there is definite strategy to it. Everybody should know their keyword phrases. And if that's not something, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you have no idea what I just said, then do a little bit of research because a keyword phrase is the phrase that people type into Google when they're trying to find you or find content about your area of expertise. When you know, and you can go in and you can research and you can see exactly how many people on a global or local basis are searching for a particular phrase. And when you know what that phrase is, those are the phrases that you want to make sure that you use in your board titles, in the description in your about section, in the description of your boards, in descriptions of pins. So you want to make sure that you're, you're knowledgeable about the keyword phrases that are relevant for your business model and that you're then leveraging those keyword phrases throughout your Pinterest marketing. Yeah, to give you a good example of that, I don't ask why I just thought of this, but I just typed in chocolate cake into mm -hmm. Pinterest and I can search by pins, boards, or pinners. So I can see what you're saying of how incredibly important it is to have your keywords across everything you do. Absolutely. And it's also for SEO purposes too. So you do get, you know, if you do a Google search for chocolate cake, you'll likely see pins come up as well based on the fact that people did a good job of naming the board, putting a description in the pin itself, um, and really just paying attention to how they were setting themselves up. Nice. Hey, um, I've got a question about traps and uh, problems and issues is there anything that people should be uh, should avoid is there anything that you know it's a lot of these social sites or these third-party social third-party apps will come up and say you know like there's YouTube toolbox or not not specifically that but there's uh, automated systems that will do things but then quickly get your account banned you know there's things on Twitter that will uh, enable you to do things a lot more quicker but once again Twitter don't like that sort of stuff is there Anything on Pinterest that people should be aware of that they, uh, you know, they may call it black hat sort of stuff. Is there anything mm -hmm. there that that um, that comes to mind when people should be wary of when they're on Pinterest? Yeah. So. Pinterest is, um, they've been very sensitive to people getting fake followers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you'll see these Fiverr gigs as an example where you can go in and get a bunch of fake followers. Um, Pinterest has been cleaning up the fake accounts that were set up to generate those followers. Uh -huh. So you want to put organic efforts into really growing your Pinterest list. You don't want to shortcut the way that you gain or obtain followers. Now, one thing that was a huge problem but no longer is, is it used to be a huge spam engine because all of the links were known as do follow links. Mm -hmm. um, they made some changes to how you get credit for those links. 
So you only get credit for links if you have a business account and you have verified your account going through that website verification process. So part of that website verification process is to ensure that they were reducing the amount of spam. Mm. So really, you know, it's it's like anything else. Shortcuts le- lead to shortfalls. If you want to shortcut it, then just be aware that at some point it's going to catch up to you and they are constantly monitoring that stuff. When Pinterest first launched, they had four employees. Now they have 80 and they have hired employees away from Yahoo, from Google. So they've got some some pretty smart technical guys that are, well, and women that are a part of the equation now. So a lot of people look at Pinterest as, as the baby of the social media world, mm-hmm. but really they aren't. They've got the brain power behind them, which is why you're seeing them make significant changes in such short periods of time that are really growing the business. Hmm. Yeah, good advice. And I think um, the advice that you gave about shortfalls and shortcomings is it can be used across the board in all these social yeah. platforms because mm-hmm. you know we see it every day, people who think they're doing the right thing and think they're, they're bypassing the, you know, sometimes it's hard work, sometimes it's long longer work, you know, you're building up relationships that doesn't happen overnight and they've found an answer and they'll go and get some of these cheap Fiverr people or some cheap imported labor or um, some automated tool and then under, can't understand why their, their account's been closed down, you know, oh, I did nothing mm-hmm. wrong. Well, you didn't do anything wrong, you didn't do anything right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then that's across the board. It doesn't matter what, whether it's a LinkedIn, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. Google Plus. It's all they're all the same, um, and it's one of those things that people have got to be wary of. Yeah, and you know, I think the most important thing there, and Andrew, you and I have had many conversations about this, is that nothing is the end all be all. Pinterest is awesome. I love it, but it's not the end all be all marketing tool. I love YouTube. It's not the end all be all. Um, blogging. All of it works together and you need to come up with the combination that works for you. But as an example, here's a way that you can make Pinterest really, really relevant in your business model. Mm -hmm. If you are a blogger, then each and every single article or blog post that you post should have an image. That image should, for WordPress users, um, since I'm a WordPress user, I'll speak to that most easily. When you go in and you post your your blog post, you want to make sure that you add the alt text. So you you're basically naming that image when you load it up to your your blog post, your website. Mm-hmm. So in that name, what should that name be? Your keyword phrase. Now, you also want to make sure that you actually change the link. So, you know how a lot of times you click on an image and it just opens up a little bit larger in a new window? Yep. Yeah. You don't want that to happen. You want to make sure that you set the image as, or you set the link to the image as the blog post itself. Mm-hmm. Now, that might seem counterintuitive. Anybody who uses WordPress is probably saying, why would you do that? If they're reading your blog post and they click on the image, it's just going to open up the blog post again. Exactly. Because when you go to use that image, you're actually going to pin it from your blog post, from your website, to your Pinterest board. Then it's got that link embedded that already goes to that particular blog post. Right. So now now you're getting a backlink from your Pinterest account to that specific blog post with a relevant image that's got a keyword phrase attached that already matches. 
then you can go on to your Pinterest account. You can share that to your Facebook account. You can, you know, tweet it out. So it's the repurposing efforts, but putting everything in conjunction with one another that makes Pinterest or any solution for that matter a success. Now, we may have had a few people glaze over with it just then and thinking, whoa, it's got bombarded with techie stuff. But um, it wasn't. What, what Laura is saying is it's 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 uh it's not complicated. Just make sure that you are putting the right information in your images so that you can get credit for them. I was just going to say too that piece that you just shared is probably one of the most profound pieces of this whole podcast. And for those of you that had no idea what we just said, go back and go, listen again. <laughs> listen again and drop us a, a question as well. If you actually need help figuring out where this area in WordPress is or where this alt text is and how to do all that, it's important that you get this right. So, because um, if you're using Pinterest, obviously you're putting effort into it and you want it to work. Yeah. So let us know with comments. Definitely, um, definitely. Now I I'm pretty good with my questions, Andrew. I think I've um, wow, Laura. I love I'm loving everything that you're sharing, um, and and I'll let you, Andrew, jump in and ask any last questions that you have. But before that, now, Laura, you said you have a personal account and a business account. If people want to hop on Pinterest and find you and follow you, wh- wh- what should they actually type in to find you? Uh, actually, they can just type in Laura Wage, and it's W A A G E. Perfect. And I recommend that everybody does because you'll get to see exactly what you should be doing with your own posts and you can, um, or your pins, I should say, and see what Laura's meaning by these infographics and um, everything else she's talked about. She has a lot of great stuff on there. Yay. I've got one more question before we go. Um, Good. We spoke about metrics earlier. What are some of the key metrics that you look at to see whether your account is actually doing what it's supposed to do? You know, is it the number of followers? Is it the number of repins? Is it the is it your Google Analytics? What what do you look at to see whether your efforts are, are worthwhile? Well, I look at it from two different perspectives. I've got the growth perspective, so I look to make sure that it's always trending up. Um, I look to make sure that not only are the number of views going up, but that the number of repins are going up. Mm -hmm. Because repins means that people are sharing Mm -hmm. and that your content is becoming more and more viral. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for reach. I'm looking for how widespread, how many people am am I actually touching with these individual campaigns. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely the metrics associated with growth. I want to see what the total audience is, how many new followers. That's one piece of it. Um, But the the other piece that you really want to be paying, um, you know, very close and, and special attention to is which pins, which types of images are getting you the best results. Mm. So, you know, you might find that when you post um, a link to your, like maybe you post just a plain worded image that links to one of your blog posts and it doesn't get many repins. Mm -hmm. But you find when you add a different color or you use a little bubble character that there are certain things that you've done that get you a better result. So I look at every pin, how many repins, likes, you'll be able to tell by your, your analytics Um, which pins got the most attention. Mm. And then based on the pins that get the most attention, then you can say to yourself, okay, this works. So now I'm going to do more of this. 
because this was getting a lot of interaction. Yeah, right. So, you know, it's kind of the same methodology as the way that we would split test ads. Mm-hmm. You're just comparing your different pins and images to one another and saying, okay, this one didn't do so good. Here's what I think was the problem with it. So I'm not going to do any more of those. But this one did really well. So I'm going to make sure that I use that. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing that I haven't mentioned, and, and I would be kicking myself if we hung up and I didn't say it, is call to action. Hmm. Make sure that if your goal is to drive people to a specific place that you are always including a call to action. And what I love about Pinterest is that your call to action can be blatant or it can be inherent. So a blatant call to action would be click here to read the full article, Mm -hmm. click here to get more. An inherent call to action would be something like, um, you know, 21 ways to blah, 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 and you only list 14 of them, and they have to click the image to get the rest. Mm. Mm. So there's different ways to just be flat out, you know, blatant about it or to give them a little teaser. Um, a lot of times I'll pin covers to my ebooks, and when they click on the cover, they'll go to a free chapter. Uh, drive them to a landing page. I mean, the the possibilities are endless. You just want to think about, again, the ultimate goal, include the call to action, and drive them to that goal. Mm, okay. Wow. <clears throat> awesome. Well, you know what? It's, uh, it, I think we're, all, we're coming to the end of this, and we could keep going, I reckon, for another couple of hours. <laughs> so much to do. And, and I know uh, with our Pinterest accounts, we've, um, we've been pinning our podcast stuff there, but we're going we're gonna to look at that even more now that, <laughs> now that we've gone through some of this stuff with you. Yeah. Um, one of the things we do actually do on our podcast is we have a five a gig of the week. And what we're doing is we're, we're going and showing people how crazy Fiverr is and what sort of stuff you can get done. And then we're going to showcase that on our resource guide. So if you want to uh, – actually, do you have any idea? What, what can we do for Fiverr gig of the week? Absolutely. I would recommend that people go to Fiverr. They just do a general search in the search bar for infographics. Mm-hmm. And get an infographic created for their business for $5. Uh-huh. And then make sure that they've got their their web address, their URL at the top and bottom. And for 5 bucks, they can get an infographic where they can educate people on their business model, pin it to Pinterest, and watch the results that they get. What sort of information do they have to give for that? Uh, well, it's really up to the business model. So, as an example, if you own a um, cupcake... so let's, talk, let's talk about us. Let's talk. We're, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to go get get on Fiverr after this call, and we're going to show people what this looks like. So, let's set it up now so they can see exactly what we've got uh, at the end result. So, awesome. what 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 could we do as an infographic? Do you think that would be good you, so people can see what we're doing? You could do something like. Um, Ooh, like a Dave Letterman play. You could do the top 10 reasons to follow our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. And the reasons can either be funny or they can be, the reasons can be something that's educational. Ah, right. You know, and the reasons can be self-promoting, right? So when maybe one of the reasons to listen to your blog or to your, uh, your podcast is because you can get a free issue of online footprint magazine. 
There you go. So again, be thinking about what's the ultimate goal. Well, the goal may be to drive people to online footprint or to drive people to the blog or to get people to, to sign up for the RSS feed, whatever the case may be. And those can be your 10 reasons. I love it. And guys, it. for you to see our infographic that we're going to order after this show, you're going to have to hop on over to autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast. And what episode are we on again, Andrew? Number 34. Number 34. So look for number 34 and you will find this infographic that we haven't even created yet <laughs> sitting there <laughs> looking ready for you to check it out. So yes. um, that's a great idea. You know, this could be something we do every every week. <laughs> Laura, you're going to cost us a fortune on Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Laura. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing this awesome knowledge um, with you now. Um, Heather said that um, people can find you on, on Pinterest. Where else can they find out more about more information about you? Absolutely. They can go to perfectingpinterest.com and they can see all sorts of stuff about uh, how, to, how they can really perfect their Pinterest marketing approach. There you go. Perfectingpinterest.com. Go and check out Laura. Go and drop her a line and tell her you heard her, heard her on our podcast and I'm sure she'll uh, love to hear from you. H, thank you again. This is a fun. This is fun. I like doing these interviews. I do too. And Andrew, yeah, love this one as well. And Laura, thanks so much for taking some time and hanging out with us for the last almost hour. It's been great. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you guys so much for letting me be a part of this. It's just I love what you two are doing, and it's awesome. Thanks, Laura. Thank thanks, H. Talk to you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com. Or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we play again, happy travels.